Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman, the animated series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. And to introduce our hosts, across the table from me, the boy wonder himself. You don't like being the boy wonder? Absolutely not. Oh, man. The man wonder? I'm all man, lady. <laughs> the man wonder himself. Thank you. Mr. Jordan Hugh. Thank you. And sitting across the table from me, the man who killed my parents <laughs> in an accident that was really caused by him. I didn't prepare this week. Mike Staub. Oh, and we are talking about Robin's Reckoning Part 1. This is episode number 32 on the production side and episode 51 on the broadcast They order. pushed it back because they weren't ready to do a lot of Robin yeah. yet, I think. Yeah, and obviously by that point, Robin... Hold on a second. Um, yeah, so you do see in the second season of this show that the intro includes Robin and includes yes. clips from this episode. So, yeah, it makes sense why they would have waited a little while to to right. to have Robin's kind of introduction. Like, at that point, you would have seen a little bit of Robin in the in the show already but but this really introduces him as like i guess a regular character on the right. show so on production side we've seen robin prominently twice yes christmas with the joker yes. which is the second episode yes. and fear of victory mm-hmm. uh, which are both episodes that get pushed back yes. on broadcast yes. so yes. this is all part of a theme of them being like okay yes we have robin but we're gonna do it later later, yeah, let's, later. Hold, let's hold on to robin let's let's let batman be batman on his own for a while right uh, this episode was directed by Dick Seabast, written by... Big Rand- Dick Seabast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, written by Randy Rogel. And it's animated by Spectrum, and boy, can you yeah, tell. That's a good-looking episode. This episode looks real good. This is another one where they're swinging for the fences. Yes. This is another, like, for them in their mind, this is another, like, oh, this is another prestige episode. And clearly, because Spectrum's on the first one, but not the second one, you can tell that yes. this was the episode that needed to be animated better than the sequel. We'll talk about this next week, but this is the better half of yes. the episode mm-hmm. uh, of, the, of the two-parter, but they, they both come together to make a, a really good episode. Yes. So, first and foremost, on the episode... Uh, initial thoughts. I think it's an excellent episode. Uh, I think this is the introduction of Robin and Robin's backstory when compared to Bruce's and Batman's backstory. You know, it does have it does have similarities. Yes, um, this is a pretty necessary episode yeah. for the series. Yes, um, because loving this series, despite the fact that I don't really love Robin as a character, mm-hmm. loving this series is also about loving Robin. Yeah, to a degree. Um, yeah. To a degree. Now, I don't always love Robin, and I don't even love Robin in this episode, but mm-hmm. I love Robin's story. Yeah. The problem for me, and, and this is, I'm, I'm revealing my origin story with my problems with Robin, if listeners have been wondering for, you know, dozens of episodes now, is that the Robin I like doesn't exist on this show. Yeah. Because they chose to go with an older Batman. Yeah. Who had been doing it for a while. Robin is already college age. Dick yeah. is probably in his early 20s. Yeah. Um, the Robin I like is the little boy Robin. Yeah. And then when I can't have, you know, the young Dick Grayson, the next Robin I like is Tim Drake. Yeah. Who's similar to that. Yeah. You know, I like that it's Batman with a son surrogate character who has some innocence. Yeah. Because it's Batman trying to create a world that he was denied. Like, I'm going to be a parent to you, but also I'm this thing now. So I'm going to make you into this thing as well. And the Robin flashback stuff in this episode is fucking dynamite. Really it's good. Amazing. Really, really good stuff. Good. Yeah, that's the best parts of the episode. But you also do get to see Batman being the father of a young kid a little bit. Bruce Wayne being yep. the father of a young kid a little bit. And then you really get to see essentially a an older Batman, you know, kind of like an older dad butting heads with his late teenage early 20s son yes where they're both more similar than either of them would like to admit they're both similar yeah Yeah, they're both very similar people and very similar characters so it's i think it's an excellent episode and i enjoyed it a lot yeah and you know we know robin's origin we know his backstory but it was done so artfully in this episode and we don't get to see Mm -hmm. the waynes get shot as frequently in this show otherwise we know it happened so it is good to see mm -hmm. Robin's origins run out. I agree. I think this episode 
treats the fall of the Flying Graysons with as much poetry as is often reserved for the Waynes being yes. gunned down in Crime yeah. Alley. Yeah. Uh, and those are good moments dramatically. Like, they really echo. Yeah. They have resonance. Um, I was thinking as I was watching this episode, I would actually be excited to see a Batman film yeah. that opens in the Flying Graysons flashback. Yeah. Because I think it could be shot beautifully yeah. and make us really care about Robin right away. I think so. And no film really has done that. And no. the way the Batman Forever did it, did it to the older Robin yeah. and made it Two-Face and there was just too much else going yeah, on. Too much. Harvey, I'm Batman. Yeah, it's not good. And made it really tacky. Not good. And, you know, I love Robin's connection to the circus. I think that's excellent. Well, it's great. Well, and also... It weirdly ties it to Joker. Yeah. It just thematically, yeah, even yeah. though Joker's not a part of that. And I think that is part of it too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I get it. Um, all right. Let's talk about some some little things before we get into sure. the Sure. Where, where should we start? So obviously this is, Jordan, it's the uh, it's uh, all about Robin. So good <laughs> yeah, for you. Your favorite. All, oops, all Robin episode. Oops, all Robin. Uh, we get Robin's origin, as we said. Let's talk about Tony Zuko. Tony yeah. Zuko. First and foremost, uh, we get an Italian mobster in name for the first time. And this this also lets us know that, oh, well, Stromwell's clearly Italian because... Is he? Well, I mean, yes, the name isn't, but he's supposed to be... I mean, Zuko's his nephew. Zuko's his nephew. So they're related. I The show seems to have made a definitive... Um, uh, decision yeah. that its gangsters are not going to be Italian. Yeah, they're all going to be some kind of very generic Anglo-sounding name, yeah. Anglo-Saxon, whatever. So Stromwell, Thorn, um, you know, even if you want to go into like the businessmen, like Daggett. Yeah, like, these are not these are not ethnic names. But then you have Tony Zuko. Tony Zuko. I mean, I, I, I to to in my mind, it's one of the few yeah Italian names I think of from the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll and see. He's fucking Zuko, so of course you think of Greece. Yeah. Ooh, Greece Lightning. <laughs> but I mean, Tony Zuko was. Yeah. That that's the same as in the comics. Yeah, of course it's absolutely. So they weren't going to the change comics. that. I guess they thought that was sacred. Yeah, and Tony Zuko is, you know, he's not super like, he's not a. He kills Robin's parents, so I guess he would be. He's a villain that has impact, but he's not like some like earth-shattering villain. He's just a he's a mob goon. Yeah, no, he he's not iconic at no. all, but that name is a known name. Yeah, it's a known name. It's like Joe Chill or right. something like that. Right. Um, can we say that Tony Zuko is voiced by Tom Wilson, as in Biff Tannen? Yes, he's doing a great job. Fantastic. That Tom Wilson is an unsung hero in the Back to the Future series. He is, and I don't understand why he didn't have the career that yeah. the others had. Yeah. Because I think people always think like, oh, you know, of course, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson he's carrying just as much of those movies as everybody else. And he just did not have the same career. I think the thing with Tom Wilson is it boils down to like the way the guy kind of looks. He's got like a bully dad energy. So I think he, you know, he's great as Biff. He's great as the gym slash health teacher in Freaks and Geeks. I know that's just, it's so much later. It's so much later. And it's also very, it's kind of in the same vein. He plays uh, Zach Stone's father in the, uh, and Zach Stone is going to be famous, which is the um, Bo Burnham, like right. right around the turn of the century, the current century, um, <laughs> you know, late, you know, mid to late aughts, like television show. So he's not in a ton of stuff, but he's always good in he's everything always good. he's in. And Tom Wilson is not the kind of actor because he is very humble. Yeah. He would never be the type to be like, well, I just didn't get to have a very good career. He, yeah. He's like very thankful for yeah. his career. It's just, I don't know. I love him. Yes. Love him in Back yes. to the Future. I'm just, so it's nice to see him in this. I wish he had done more. And you can hear it's him right away. Oh, like it's Unmistakable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I heard his voice and I was like, like oh, it's yeah. Tom Wilson? Oh yeah. It if is. he started calling people buttheads, then it would be yeah. like right on it. And, um, hey, Grayson. Hey, Grayson. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. Yeah. Um, so we do get how Robin's life parallels Batman's a bit in this episode. Uh, I think that's special. I think that, you know, we have these two essential orphans that can bond over this. And Batman, you know, becomes the, the family that Dick Grayson never really got to have. And yeah. they both become each other's family. You know, the Bat family with Alfred as, you know, as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'd see more of that uh, moving forward. Um, and we get to see, once again, Batman is just really kind. He's really kind to children. He doesn't like seeing children messed with or getting hurt. He is much better with the 10-year-old Dick Grayson yes. than yeah. the 
let's say, 21-year-old yeah. Dick Grayson. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, let's get into uh, some INDB trivia. Bruce yeah. Tim often said that the scene where Dick Grayson says goodbye to his circus friends before leaving for Wayne Manor has made him cry several times. Well, particularly the elephant. Yeah, the elephant. Um, that's real cute. That's really, that's so sad. I like that elephant yeah, a lot. Yeah, but also like, you know, Mr. Haley, the circus yeah. leader. The, it's the all clowns, everyone's sad. It's all very good. Yeah, it's very, very good stuff. Uh, Batman's costume in the flashback sequence uh, was a cross between the original Bob Kane version design and Batman Year One design. I think Batman, and now maybe I'm wrong here, and I, this is clearly not what they intended. I think he looks a little Dark Knight Returns in this episode. I, get, I think we get a little bit of that Batman uh, too. He does. Yeah. I think maybe IMDb just missed that reference. Yeah, because he's kind of yeah. like there's there's scenes where Batman's like grimacing at the villain or you know Stromwell or something and it's like he's got like the Frank Miller like yeah there's a little that teeth. Uh, I think maybe they just specifically meant like the no no I don't know yeah I don't know you're right okay. yeah yeah there's something there Batman does look well actually even just Bruce's face looks different in the yeah. flashback right yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's like there's some other stuff yeah. going on they're also, supposed to be like oh he's younger you know? also you're one you know it's also Frank he's younger Miller. he's leaner he's got a thinner face he's yeah. like not as bulky yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's definitely a, a change it did win an Emmy for outstanding animated program, so congrats. It did, which is it's the second episode to have done so. Right? Yeah, Heart of Ice. Yeah, Heart of Ice also won an Emmy. An Emmy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the flashback, we see Jim Gordon uh, as a detective mm -hmm. uh, with red hair. Right. Which mm -hmm. uh, obviously we know that the Gordons have red hair because we would eventually meet Barbara, who has red hair as well. Right. I guess this would be the first animated series episode that establishes that he's a redhead. Yeah. Uh, we know that from comics. Year one. But only year from one. year one. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. he's always been like a gray-haired old guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Zuko's uncle, Arnold Arnie Stromwell, shown here as a young man, yeah. is also the focus of the episode. Obviously, it's never too late. Yeah, we, we met... I love that we met the older Stromwell first. Yeah. Because it really... It gave us like a cool like, oh, that guy. Yeah, he yeah. looks different too. He does yeah. look different. They made him look different. This is um, some of my favorite stuff right now. Uh, young Dick's design is excellent. Excellent. Um, Dick's design, while in the circus costume, is similar to that of the Golden Age circus performer Dick Grayson and Astro Boy. Astro Boy as in the, the anime character. Yeah. Who was essentially the analog... Like the first anime character. It's like the first ways, anime right? character. Yeah. It's kind of an analog to Mickey Mouse and okay. the inspiration for Mega Man. Oh, I didn't so know. So okay. when you look at sense. yeah, when you look at Dick Grayson's eyes when he's a little kid in this episode, you notice after I watched the episode, I I read through the thing when I was before I was doing my notes, I was reading through the IMDb trivia and I read that and then I watched the episode again and you see it immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Well, now that you say it, I do see it. Well, yeah. it, it also makes sense that an anime studio worked on this episode. So 100%. You know, um so I think that's actually pretty great. What is, you know, white people dies. Yeah, I like it a lot. Laren Bright and Alan Burnett were the story editors of Robin's Reckoning Part 1 and 2. Although Laren Bright is uncredited for both Part 1 and Part 2 as a writer, still he wrote some of the major scenes for the episode. For example, Laren Bright wrote the scene where Robin has Zuko against the pier railing and is ready to kill him. I gather this is in that's the in part sec two, yeah. second that's one, part two. but we can talk about that more sure, that's later fine. on. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Dick's parents... if, if our listeners are listening to part one, stands to reason yes. they've probably already seen part two. I also like that Dick's parents were supposed to be shown falling, but they don't show that. That probably wouldn't get... get there missed. is no way yeah. you yeah. would get that past standards no, and practices. No way. So the shadow of the cord breaking is about as good as we can do. Yeah. It's because uh, otherwise I think uh, you want to talk about... We talked about in the last episode how... Uh, children are often traumatized by things that we saw in the late 80s and early 90s. I think that would be terrifying. Yeah, there's a pretty good quote from Eric Radomski here if you yeah. want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that. not? Why not? Uh, he says, We came up with the idea of the trapeze ropes going through the scene with a spotlight on them and then coming back with one sheared rope and stinging with appropriate music, which is what they do. Yeah. That approach paid off, and then, yeah, this thing won the Emmy. Won the Emmy. Good yeah. for them. All right, you ready to get into the episode? I, I am. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Yeah. All right. So we get the opening theme. We get a title card, a lonely trapeze platform with ominous music playing. Amazing. This 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 all title card Amazing is fantastic. Card. Yes, all timer. We see the shadow of the trapeze with a spotlight, but no performers there. Yeah. Written by Randy Rogel, directed by Big Dick Big Dick Seabast. Yeah. They and should I, start crediting him as Big Dick Seabast. Yeah, I think they should. All right. We get into the episode, construction site at night. Batman and Robin are on patrol. Robin is spending all of his time complaining uh, and also <laughs> annoying Jordan. And he is already both Bart Simpson and Sonic the Hedgehog at, at the same, same time. time. Yep. But I'm fine. 
hours. What? It's been four hours, hours man. man. Where's my chili dogs, dude? Um, but Batman is like, yo, just be patient. We know that they're coming. <laughs> just shut the fuck just up. Just shut up, dude. I can't deal with you anymore. And this is this is it's very much an are we there yet situation. <laughs> right. That's uh, almost like two in college. Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. dude. He's not like he's no, acting 15. like a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see some gangsters then get uh get go walk into the construction site elevator, and Batman informs Robin, there's the slime. <laughs> he instructs Robin that these are contract saboteurs. And that they kind of need to take it by the book and nice and easy. And Robin does not listen at all. No. And just grapples hooks down. He's like, woohoo! Yeah, Batman like makes like a little cutting comment. Yeah, like, oh, like, I'm glad we have that talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which is like typical. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for helping out here. You know, I have to say, though. <laughs> wait, before we get in. Yeah. As much as I complain about Robin, the Robin is all of the characters you play in yes, D&D. Probably. Yeah. Every time I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to make these characters. I'm like, I'm going to be like the loud mouth who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm pretty much annoy it. the bad guys. I'm, ter- I'm, I, I'm terribly sorry. You're always the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, always like the, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man Star-Lord character. Yeah, yeah, I'm always those guys. I'm sorry. I apologize fully. No apology. I'm just kind of pointing out. I'm like, it's funny that I like playing with that, but I don't like seeing it in the episode. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hilarious. Um, I'm going to say these saboteurs are pretty well dressed uh, to sabotage a building project. Like They got fucking dressed up. No subtleties. Sort of fucking bow tie. Yeah, dude, these guys are like, tie a bow they're tie. dressed. No, I have to wear the one that's already tied. Nah, just clip it on. Yeah, yeah. clip it on, yeah, baby. It on. Um, so they're going to leave a bomb. You see them like undoing some of the girders. Um, they're interrupted then by Robin swinging in and kicking one of them down into like some kind of lift. Uh, then they try to fight, but then Batman, Batman shows up and... Batman is on a beam fighting people. Robin's on a lift. These guys almost fall off the beam. Uh, then Batman chases one guy down who almost falls to his death, but he's like hanging off the end of the beam there. <laughs> Robin's fighting a guy, one in a bowler hat, then he's takes like out... firing a fucking nail gun. Yeah, nail I think they used the nail gun because they probably couldn't use a real gun. They couldn't use a real gun. And also notice he's shooting like at Robin's hands. Yeah. So he falls not at just shoot Robin. Yeah, no, he doesn't just shoot Robin shoot with the, the guy full of nails. He's shooting, he's shooting at the cable for the lift. He's shooting at the, he's shooting at Robin's hands on the girder. And then Batman saves Robin by coming in like a wrecking ball. Um, and he pretty much knocks that goon, knocks that goon down. And, uh, we see two goons escape while Robin tries to chase them down. Batman gives them the not today, uh, and instructs them, instructs to let them go because they have all they need. They got one guy kind of hanging on a girder and, uh, it's terrifying. Uh, this guy hanging off the girder by like his fingers, like 30 stories up is, is, uh, is very scary. That's 300 feet for those of you who know math. That is a lot of feet. A lot of feet. That's a lot of feet for you to fall and hit the ground. You would uh, be dead. You will be very dead. Uh, Batman then asks him for information. Let me down. Let me down. Sorry. Batman asks him for information, but he says he wants to talk, first talk to his lawyer, <laughs> which is like, all right. Like Batman's the like, cops. Yeah, like Batman's like, yeah, he nah. says that, he yeah, like, he goes, we're not the police, he goes, you fucking idiot. He goes, the police wouldn't leave me here. He goes, well, I'm not the police. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, Batman's demanding a name, uh, and he wants his boss's name. And the goon finally, after realizing that Batman will probably let him fall to his death, even though we know he won't, um, the name is Billy Marin before falling. A name that means nothing to us. We have no idea what that means. Now, the guy falls. And then Robin throws a bolus with a wire, and he starts grilling the guy as well. But then Batman... You know, he's like, Robin, stop. Go back to the Batmobile. Robin's like, he's about to sing. He's so fucking, like, mean. Yeah, Robin's mean like, dad. go get the car. Go to the car. Like, he fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to the car. It's like, but he's about to sing. I don't care. Go to the Batmobile now. It's actually, Batman is the one that creates the problem in this episode. Of course. Because if, if he was just like, oh, Billy Marin, like, Batman could have just let Robin finish the interrogation yeah. and, like, never told him who it was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Batman fucked up. Yeah, Batman screwed up. He, he got too Bat-Daddy. Um, Robin just argues with him. They're starting to butt heads, and then Robin just bradley walks away, sulking. And then Batman finishes the interrogation job. He sure does. Yeah. So now we see the Batmobile making its way into the Batcave. Robin is continuing to argue with Batman here, explaining. <laughs> it is absolutely like eldest son. Yeah, yeah. Dad it's, just like it's, it's 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 there. It's it's totally like it's it's not good. I'm the boss. Oh. Yeah, I, I know what I'm doing, and you're an idiot. But dad, but dad, why didn't we grill him? 
because I didn't want to. Uh, Batman is kind of being rough on Robin here, explaining to him that he needs to do this job alone and that he doesn't need to explain his actions to Robin. Um, well, I think yeah. I think it's a little bit more calculated than maybe we're giving Batman credit for because Batman figures if I'm enough of an asshole, yeah, he'll just leave. Yep. yep. And he will not follow up on this case yep. at all because, of course, when Robin finds out the truth, it's going to put Robin in yeah. a bad place. Bad spot. Now... Batman's plan, if that is his plan, clearly doesn't work. Um, he and Robin, you know, Batman says, you know, I don't have to explain my actions to you, to which Robin's like, that worked on me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work on me now that I'm an adult. And I get it. I do get the frustration that Robin is dealing with because he's every bit a crime fighter Batman is. But I understand right. Batman's trying to protect him in this situation. But in the end, by protecting him, he's created a bigger problem than he needed. Again, again, the the episode's absolutely Batman's fault. Yes, and but that's not because of weak writing in the episode. That's actually because of very good writing. Very good writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Batman drives off, and then Alfred comes in asking Master Dick if everything's okay. Um, we see that Alfred has brought uh, Robin some food. Yeah, I think he likes Robin better because Robin actually so. eats the food. Robin eats the food, and I <laughs> I always gathered that Robin and Alfred kind of had a good rapport. Yeah. Like, because they both have to roll their eyes at Batman. Yeah. They both have to deal with him on a level that nobody else has to deal with Batman. And, like, there's a there's a camaraderie in their misery. 100%. Yeah. There's also a nice dynamic here where Robin, in many ways, is Batman's first child. Yes. Like, first surrogate yeah. son. Yeah. And thus, Batman makes all the mistakes with yep. the first kid. Yep. Right? So, yeah. However... Alfred is great with Dick. Yeah. Uh, boy, I got to oh, rephrase boy, that. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll Alfred is great with Dick Grayson <laughs> because he's already raised yeah. a very similar young man. Mm-hmm. And you parents, I mean, we can argue about this. Parents tend to do a little bit better with the second kid because they're less afraid. They've been through some things yeah, before. Yeah. They're more experienced. Well, so Alfred knows what Dick Grayson needs. Yeah. He's able to guide yeah. Bruce. He's yeah. able to guide Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because he can yeah. look at Robin, he can look at Dick Grayson. It's like, oh, well, when Bruce was this age, blah, yes. blah, blah. He has the reference yes, for that. He, he has already raised a son of yeah. this age. Yes, a- a- exactly. And even in the older Robin, Bruce has been that age too. So yes. Alfred just has this parental wisdom, which is nice to see in this episode. It is really good to see. Alfred, once again, just continues to be just a powerhouse of a character. He's awesome. Um, He's he awesome. cleans up cleans up Robin's dinner. Robin continues to whine about Batman, saying that I'll never be like him, which is funny because you're already starting to become like him, right. which is very much what children say about their parents frequently. I don't want to ever be like that, and we all just become our parents. It, it is. We are all fated yes, to become to become right. our parents. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Alfred does the best, like diplomatic parenting here. (laughs) Uh, It sounds like you mustn't be too harsh on him. Yeah, don't be too hard on him. He actually, he does have your best interest in mind, this, that, and the other thing. He's trying to defend Batman and the decisions he makes because they are... like when a mom and dad put up the united front against the children. Right. It's like they're they're a team and the kids, you know, it's it's a battle. (laughs) It's like a chess game. Yeah. Though actually, as it turns out, before we get to back computer here... Uh, the the Billy Marin thing, Bruce didn't tell Alfred no. either no. that that's who that is. Which is bad, you know. So that's um, that moment of discovery is a little tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is because even for Alfred, it he has a right. Moment. He will. He is unable to hide his surprise. Yeah. So Robin goes to the back computer and looks up Billy Marin because Robin is also very bright because he's been trained by Batman. And uh, we have all the different aliases that Billy Marin has used over the years. Oh, yeah, bullshit all really bad. One is even Sid the Squid, who we'll yeah. see as an actual character yes, yes, later. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, ultimately, we find Tony Zuko. Robin then grits his teeth and says, finally. Wella, wella, wella. And he grits his teeth, he says, finally, and it's like, oh, okay. All right, we get it. We get it now. Yeah. Now we go to Flashback Town. Yes. We're at the circus. We see a this poster. Is a, a great flashback. Unbelievable. Probably the, one of the best flashbacks in the series so yes. far, if not the single best. Uh, we see a poster for the Flying Graysons, a trapeze act, which looks like it's the main draw of the circus. We see all the normal circus stuff: clowns, an elephant, a woman standing on a horse, <laughs> acrobats. They kind of they're kind of dressed like the Wonder Twins, right? I think there is a little bit of that going yeah. on. I also think like it's not intended, maybe, but like we kind of pan past the clown juggling and I'm like clowns are such an ominous yeah. 
symbol in this show Never so good. it's like it's almost like it's doomed already yes. yeah it's cursed and the circus because of joker before we even see it we know it's like kind of a cursed location yeah. though again joker has nothing to do with this episode no. i'm just saying like we know the circus is not specifically not a safe place in this series not in batman right we pan up to see the trapeze uh we see pop grayson calling out the dick who then does some impressive acrobatics one of the acrobats on the ground refers to him as a boy wonder which is cool oh, yeah. i thought that was a nice that, nod uh, it's good um, and then we cut to Dick leaving the tent when Sitka the elephant steals his towel. Just a really good, it's a cute, just, just a really good cute. elephant scene. The circus manager, while this is happening, kicks a man out physically out of his office. We run an honest business here. He says to him, "I don't pay two bit hoodlums protection money." And then the gangster is like, he calls, refers to it as insurance. To which Mr. Haley, the circus manager, goes to hit him with a whip, like a like a bull whip. Like yeah. really nice, like a lion tamer whip that right. I guess he's he had. like, he knows how to handle that. Yeah, he, whip. he gets it. He gets it. Yes. The gang- Unlike let's say Wormwood no. in the previous episode. No. Yeah. Who exactly. makes a whip out of some gym equipment. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, anyway. Oh, boy. The gangster <laughs> threatens him by saying he's going to be sorry. He tells him, keep my number handy. You're going to be calling Tony Zuko and soon. Great. He uh, uh, he pissed off the mob, which he's is he's just great. also running such a shitty protection racket. Like who shakes down the circus? The circus. Like fuck you, man. Yeah, it's like this is like yeah. they move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I know. Are you doing the Gotham Circus might not move. You think that's a permanent? It circus. might be a permanent. All right, circus. I'll accept that. Yeah, permanent circus is should be the name of something. It's <laughs> a good band it's name. A good band name. Hi, we are permanent, permanent circus. circus. Yeah, they play uh, synthwave. Um, <laughs> so as we see this, you know, we we hear Tom Wilson's great voice. He sounds great, and then. Uh, Tony Zuko bumps into Dick, pushing him down, but uh, Dick is helped up by Sitka the elephant. Now we've got another benefit, another Wayne benefit. It's circus we night. Always just the always const- constant man. benefits. Always something. The Wayne Charities benefit performance. We see Tony Zuko then inside the tent, fraying the lines on the trapeze with a knife. <laughs> he really had to go through a lot of effort to do yeah, this. He dude. had to like get higher, yeah, you get, get a costume. I think that's the thing though with circuses. I think they just pick up anyone. That's I think point. that's true. It is yeah. still totally believable. It was just a little bizarre to yeah. me. I was just like, man, this guy really fucking yeah, wanted to fuck some shit yeah, up. He wanted to kill the Graysons yeah. real bad. Um, and then the circus starts. We see Mr. Haley. He thanks Bruce Wayne, who, in a great moment of just keeping up with appearances, drops his popcorn like a doofus. Like, <laughs> right, like, just being like, how do I make myself like, look like an idiot? Yeah, in front it's of like people, Bruce right? Wayne can never, like, no one will ever think that Bruce Wayne is Batman because Bruce Wayne is such a bumbling idiot. Right. Hey, he's got like the height, weight, and build of Batman. He's got the money to have the re. Nope, he dropped his popcorn. Oh, it can't be him. What an idiot. Oh, and oh they all laugh at him. It surely can't be him. Yeah, he he's too clumsy. What an idiot. He still has the same suit, though. Wasn't that fucking funny? Yeah. Like, even in the flashback, yeah. I'm like, he's still wearing I mean, that fucking that brown suit. suit. Oh, my God. Suit, he can't dude. get away from he's it. He's got one suit. Uh, he just we... gets it let out every yeah, year. Yeah, it gets a little yeah, bigger. Yeah. Uh, just make the neck bigger. Yeah, I got, I got been doing a lot of... Uh, yeah. a lot of, a lot I got of, bigger pecs now. Yeah, my pecs are huge. My traps are big. Yeah, big traps. Um, we see Zuko in his costume angrily leave the circus tent pushing through the Graysons. Uh, Dick, points <laughs> out, Dick points out to his parents that was the guy Mr. Haley was fighting with. But his parents like kind of rush him along and say, right. hey, it's time to perform, yeah. which is terrible. Uh, the flying Graysons are then announced. We see Pop Grayson, which I don't know if he has a first name in the show, but I'm uh, referring he to He does, him. but we're not Whatever. looking it up. Whatever. It's probably Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Begins begins the act. We can see the cable of the trapeze start to fray as Dick does his part of the act. We then see Mom Grayson get on the trapeze. Dick sees it continue to fray further, and then he gasps. Yeah. He calls out to his dad, but then we see the rope swing back snapped. The audience audibly gasps as we can assume... Both of Dick's parents have fallen to their death because they made a big deal earlier in the episode that there would be no use no of a net. Yeah, uh, it's a really good moment. It's an iconic moment in comics. Yes. It has resonance. And I was looking at the IMDb trivia before. This is the first depiction of this moment that wasn't in the comics. Yeah. So the animated series has had a lot of control in how this moment is depicted. I think it's yeah. great. Which is great. Um, and it's sort of. I'm, I'm going to be weird when I say this. It's sort of beautiful in how sad it is yeah. like you can you really imagine something more horrible no. than no. going to the circus and seeing that happen and no. seeing that the child like saw that happen yeah, like that's like that this, is on the level of the wayne tragedy the wayne tragedy is really bad but it's also done in an alleyway where not a lot of people got to see it sure so there's there is some privacy, there is a spectacle there, yeah. to this murder right this mm-hmm. is not just this is not just someone killing two people I this know. is a this yeah. is 
two people fall to their death at the circus. So not only obviously all the fucking children in the, the audience. Children in the audience. It's the circus. Yeah. yeah, it's the circus. So Bruce Wayne stands up. He too uh, gasps. This um, would have been an unforgettable moment. Yes, like that. Like yes. I think every newspaper yes. ran this the next I mean, day. Probably for years. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's one of those. And things. certainly was the end of that circus. Yes, that yeah yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, the Joker immediately moved in. Yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> it's Joker circus now, baby. Um, we then cut to outside. I hear you have a tent for it. Oh, what are we doing with this abandoned circus? I'll oh, burn it down. Um, <laughs> we cut to outside the circus at night, and Dick is talking to a younger, more red-haired Gordon. He's telling him that it had to be that guy. We now see a young Bullock who looks the same. But he's in full, wait, like... Wait, wait. He's in full police gear. Wait. Yeah. I missed young Bullock. Yeah, it's Bullock. But he's I dressed in full right. cop gear. He was a beat cop at yeah, the time. Yeah, he was a beat cop. Probably like a, sur- a sergeant. A sergeant, yeah. Did not see yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to watch it again. Yeah, just yeah. To see young yeah. Bullock. You got to see young Bullock who looks the same, but fully dressed as a cop with the blue hat and everything. Is he any thinner? I don't think so. <laughs> But he's got all the big coat on, so I don't know. We would have to look. Right. Wow. I love that. I have. Yeah. I, you know what? That's I the show, man. That. It I did keeps not doing see stuff Young like Bullock, this, and that's awesome. It keeps doing stuff like that. Very good. Uh, Very good. We see. Um, I love that Young Alfred. By the way, looks the same. Looks the same. Like, yeah, he was yeah, old then too. He was always old. <laughs> that's like the. It's like the principal in, in Back to the Future. <laughs> right. It wasn't like that guy was always old. <laughs> um, we see Bullock. He's the one who picks up the rope, the frayed rope, uh, and investigates it. Gordon says he wants an APB on this Zuko character now. Bruce Wayne interrupts and says, but what about the boy? What about the boy? Um, Wayne asks if he has anyone. And then um, he has no family. They say that the circus, some of the people in the circus might want to, you know, might want to kind of adopt him to some degree. But Gordon's like, I don't think that's a good idea because he's going to be a target. And then Zuko can come after him while he works in the circus. Right. So Bruce says, I can help. Uh, which is great. And of course, this is, I guess, the most important thing in the episode is that Bruce recognizes himself yes, in this in boy. boy. He yeah. sees Dick and he says, this was, this was me. Yeah. And now I can do something about yeah, it. Yeah, he can help change someone's life. Right. Um, and then we get the sad, the sad scene where uh, Dick says goodbye to his circus family. You know, he hugs the elephant Sitka and the performance. They're all kind of, the performers are all left kind of sad. I can't believe Tim Burton didn't want to do this moment. I know, I know. Like, I know he was going to include Robin eventually. I kind of wish he had gotten that third movie because he yeah. probably would have done it. And it would have been like this. Yeah, it would have been probably and, pretty good. And they'd bring back Danny DeVito to play Mr. Haley, even though he was just the penguin. That's right. <laughs> just make it all Yeah, like, oh, listen, Danny, you're going to play that role too. Let's go. I'll get my hat. <laughs> I'll get my hat. <laughs> Um, and then we see that Gordon drives him away. Yeah, lousy minks, you send out all the signals. <laughs> and then Gordon drives him away to Wayne Manor uh, while the circus family waves goodbye. Dick is dropped off at Wayne Manor as a bat flies by. <laughs> I love that Gordon like has regular conversations yeah. with Batman. Like He's like, ah, it's probably not Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bats everywhere. Giant house. Big dude. And then uh, inside, Alfred gives Dick uh, Bruce's old room. Yes. Uh, Wayne uh, Wayne explains that it's not going to be easy and that he needs to take it one day at a time. Yes. But this is essentially is his family now. Dick sits on his bed, he opens up the suitcase, and we see a picture of his family. It is so sad. And also the way it's animated, like the bed is huge. Huge. The room is yeah. the biggest bedroom ever. It's and, the size of a whole and apartment. And there's a giant portrait of the Waynes. <laughs> right. Like, like, as like as like a magnified version of what Robin's looking at. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of good parallel there. Yeah. It's yeah. really sad. It shows too because Robin's picture of his family is so small. Yeah. It does also show the difference in their. It does show like that kind of disparity in wealth. Uh huh. And how Robin is kind of like a rag. Well, Dick Grayson is a ragtag circus performer. Something that people often associate with like. Oh, what'd you do? Oh, yeah, I just went and joined the circus. Like, right. that's not something that people, you know, often respect. Right. And then you have the Waynes, who are this ultra-rich, you know, Gotham socialite, so two of the most famous people in the city. But it also shows you that the thing that brings them together, and the it's, in the end, tragedy can yeah. happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very powerful moment. Absolutely. Yeah. It also informs us a little on what it would have been like to be young Bruce living in this house. Yeah. And to be totally swallowed up by how huge yeah. the place is. Yeah, but at least Robin... Yeah. Uh, Bruce I, even says that later. Yeah, yeah, Robin does say that. Um, we then cut to modern-day Robin for a second. Oh, saying, shame. Yeah, it's a prom- bummer. Saying that he can't take Zuko from me. I won't allow it. Then we cut to Batman in the in the Batmobile driving away, hearing the words from many years ago. And then Zuko. he goes, Zuko. 
Now we flash, flash back to Robin. He's probably a, a, at least a year older in this scene. I don't think he is. Oh, really? You don't think he's I that actually much? think it's supposed to be pretty soon Because after. he's still hunting down Zuko? Yeah. It's, well, because Batman's still working You're the right. same case. All right. I get it. Maybe not. I get it. Maybe uh, For sure, a little time passed. A little I don't, time. I don't think years. Okay. No, I, I could see that. A couple months. Like, yeah. we, could we go with that, maybe? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, Robin is eating... Or Robin. Dick Grayson is eating his dinner alone again he's actually kind of bummed about it he's he's like hey when when's bruce wayne gonna be around 100 percent. though again we when we look at dick we think of bruce bruce, uh, bruce ate dinner alone forever all the time you know what I mean? in that giant yeah in that giant dining room that <laughs> kim basinger passed the Keaton. salt actually i've never eaten in here <laughs> he must have been king of the wicker people <laughs> get knocks a grant um they say he drinks blood <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that um, Bruce Wayne has a lot of night meetings with the most influential people, according to Alfred. Very clever. Very good. Alfred's the best. Um, Dick is frustrated that Batman is uh, Bruce Wayne is essentially never around because, well, he's he's <laughs> gonna be Batman. Uh, we cut to the dice alley. Bruce is once again <laughs> wearing. Is, I think my favorite. It's scene so good. Bruce is once again wearing one of his classic not Batman homeless guy costumes. Yes. This is a little Gaff Morganish. This is like proto Gaff. Yeah. Morgan. This this is him working out, working yeah. out the character. Hey, yeah. what if I call him Gaff Morgan? <laughs> uh, all he comes up with uh, Smith. Smith. How good would it be? How good would it be if? Nick Soap Dish. Yeah, exactly. How good would it be if um, if he called himself Gaff Morgan? Uh, uh, Mike, Dude, I would have screamed. I, I would have lost it. I would have lost my mind. I but they, loved it unfortunately, so they never say that again. I loved it so much. Um, so yeah, the Forgotten comes back. It always does. We remembered the Forgotten. So they're playing, they're shooting dice in the alley. And uh, someone gets I've a st- never heard five referred to as lucky five, by the way. That's either, some bullshit. Either have I, but uh, someone gets snake eyes, so that's bad. And... He's actually, uh, he's pretty good. Batman's pretty good. He's trying to get information out about Zuko. And it turns out Zuko's been having some bat problems. Yeah. And then the other guy starts questioning Smith, which is what Bruce Wayne calls himself in this costume, about all of his wondering. <laughs> right, you do a lot of wondering. Wouldn't be Sergeant Smith, or would Detective it? Smith, would it? And then they assume he's a cop, but he's not. He's worse. He's Batman. So then they just like fight him a lot. And also, Batman, again, we've brought up this problem before, but it's just like, oh, yeah, let's fight this guy. This six foot two, 240 pound brick house of a guy. Guy's a huge dude, man. <laughs> Batman is Batman is big and he beats them all up. Like, he's big. It's, Batman is usually the biggest. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, he's not in later iterations. Even in the newer animated series, like, version of him, he's smaller. Yeah, he's smaller. He's just big in this series. Yeah, he's big. I mean, he's. I like it. I like yeah, the bulkier I, I bat. Do. I do and also, like bulkier bat. Also, I have to believe they're. Uh, you said this before. They're kind of influenced by Dark Knight Returns. He's, yeah, a, he's thick big, in that. Yeah, big, real big. It's very Ben Affleck-y. Ben Affleck-y was right. a thicker bat. You know? Well, I think they've determined as artists now through the decades that Batman starts off as like a slimmer guy yeah. as a young man, and then not that he gets fat. No, he gets but big. Like, just as when we all age, he takes on mass. Yeah. But then also, because he turned all that into muscle, he just becomes a fucking thumb after yeah, a, a while. He's a brick. He's just a brick. Yeah, you know, he's... Uh, he's uh, so we do see that a lot in the animated series. He's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy, and he's strong. He's got that dad strength. The dad strength that you can use for... Infinite dad strength. Infinite dad strength, which means, like, you can pr- probably fight anyone, right. and then, you know, you, you, you're so strong, you never have to ask for directions, and you can hit softballs really <laughs> far. That's the three things that dad strength gives you. And also just hitting shit real hard. Yeah, he's just hitting this guy. Hitting yeah. this guy. Yeah, hitting something real hard with a hammer to relieve stress because the world is such a terrible place. I remember my, uh, so I, I grew up near Saltwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long yeah. Island yeah. and my tire rusted to my oh, car. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I got a flat, it was me and our friends, Chris and Lewis. I love it. And we couldn't get the tire no, off the No, no, you got to call AAA. And then my dad came and Chris and Lewis were like, what the fuck is your dad going to do? He just hit it with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, He came yeah. off. My dad's not even a strong guy. Yeah, he's like, I did He has it. dad strength. Dad strength, dude. He fucking knew. Because he had to. Yeah. That's the problem. When you it was pretty fun. Cool. He showed up. He hit it and he left. Yeah, he, he, was like, right. he didn't really say anything. Yeah, All just... right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so it turns out that they give it up. They give up the information that uh, Tony Zuko's dad, uh, uncle rather, is uh, Stromwell, 
and that he's been staying at yes. Stromwell's house. I love this. Yes. I love that it's structured this way. And it made us like, you know, it gave some stakes to Stromwell. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. we, we know this We know man. him. We know him. We know Batman is, has a relationship with him. Right. You know? So then we cut to Stromwell's mansion. Glad to see he's back. He's much younger than the last time we saw him. About probably about ten years younger, maybe a little less than ten years younger, but at least five. I th- oh, I think it's ten. Yeah, I think it may be even a little more than ten. Yeah, it might be like fifteen. So I think Dick Grayson's supposed to be like ten. Yeah, so he's a pro- yeah yeah maybe ten or yeah maybe ten or twelve years earlier. About twelve years probably. Yeah. So ten to twelve years. Stromwell's in the waning years yes, of his yes. career, but he's not ended yet. Yeah, exactly. And Batman clearly just Batman's sne- in his thirties, yeah. and not his forties. Batman sneaks into his house and confronts him in his study. To which Stromwell goes, "You ever like try knocking?" Which is <laughs> hilarious because this has happened before. I Co- guess correct. Yeah, obviously yeah. Batman's yeah. been here all along. He shakes him down. Uh, Batman says he's come for his nephew Tony Zuko, and he wants Zuko bad, real bad. <laughs> and Stromwell insists that he's fired Zuko, but Batman knows he's full of it. If you're protecting him, I'll be grumpy. And he slams his uh, hand down on the chair and he goes, I'll be very grumpy. <laughs> and you don't want to see me grumpy. Nice nod to the Hulk. Yeah, very good Hulk reference. Hulk that nod here. I like that. Uh, so w- what we know in the real world, uh, grumpy Batman equates to about 100K <laughs> in hospital bills. Right, and you'll never use that hand the same or way Or your again. jaw. Right. Who knows? Like you'll probably never eat uh, solid food again. And then um, Batman uses his theatrics to scare Stromwell enough to distract him to put a like kind of like a recording device on his chair. And Batman leaves. And then then we see Zuko is in the room. He starts running his mouth at Stromwell and then Stromwell like beats him with a newspaper. Pretty much mad that he's brought Batman onto his house for what he calls a penny extortion racket, shaking right. down a circus. Like, right. what kind of two-bit no good criminal? Yeah, I mean, do you have I, to be? even Stromwell thinks like, Zuko's a fucking piece yeah, of shit. Like this is this is <laughs> way lower than anything I'd rather ever want to do. Right. Um, that's not his deal. Um, there's like an honor here, like to with this thief. Like Stromwell has like a bit of an honor to him, and um, Zuko. You know, Zuko's game is too small time. It's too mean. And now he's killed two people. So now right. the cops are going to be all over him. Right. And Batman, which is worse. Right. So Stromwell basically disowns him. Pretty much says, yeah. you know what? You're done. You're out of the family. We don't want to deal with the Batman. You're done. You're no longer part of this family. Outside, we hear Batman has been listening on his earpiece. He jumps one of Stromwell's guards who shoots at Batman. This alerts Stromwell and Zuko in the house, saying that he's still here. Then we see that Zuko runs away from Stromwell in fear that Batman is still there and still after him. Batman runs off, getting shot at by another guard who he takes out with a batarang. And then Zuko tries to run Batman over with his car. Batman hops on the hood and rides Classic. the car. Great Batman. Ride, riding the car. Riding that, riding that, riding that whip. We'll see no evil action. Yeah, right. Exactly. Batman then punches the windshield, you know, giving it a good spider break. And yeah. as Zuko drives off, destroying the lovely gate to Stromwell's mansion. And then we cut back to the Batcave and Batman is, you know, kind of, you know, he's kind of like disarming himself. And he's telling Alfred that he was so close he could smell his sweat, which is, uh, you know, pretty heavy. Yeah. And Zuko is now going to get Batman's undivided attention to which Alfred chimes in that that he knows of someone else, a young boy who could use a little bit of that attention. So I way to that. go, this Alfred. Batman, you know, he's being gently nudged by yeah, Alfred. Yeah. It's like, come on. You got to be a dad, dude. Right. You know, and I get it. I get it. You know, it's like grandpa telling dad what to do in this situation. That, that is, Mike, that's 100% yeah, the vibe. It's like, hey, you got to take it's care like of your kid. It's like when grandpa tries to put dad in his place. Yeah. And he's like, excuse me. Excuse me. He can have as much ice cream as he likes. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. So, um... Batman's kind of like, you can tell he's new with this. And he goes, you know, he's like, but but this is all for him. But like, once again, Robin doesn't know that. Dick Grayson doesn't know that. Right. Alfred's like, you got to let him know. You got to spend some time with him. And he just needs a friend, just like Bruce did. And then we cut to Dick's room. Bruce apologizes to, to Dick for not being around and he's going to have a lot more free time soon. And he invites Dick Grayson to join him to the Gotham Knights game. He's got mm-hmm. box seats, which is which are great. And uh, Dick 
has his regrets. He's sitting down talking to Bruce Wayne saying, I wish I could have stopped them. And it is 100% like Bruce is just talking to his younger self. Of course. He sees they it. They even look alike. Look, look alike. Like, that could, like, when we look at young Bruce Wayne watching The Grey Ghost, it's not that different than young Dick Grayson. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's they done do on purpose. They do this on purpose with all the Robins, where it's mm-hmm. like Tim and and um, uh, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd all look related. Yes. Even though they're not. Yes, especially when you see them without their masks as the Bat family. They right. all look like they're a family. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well... The, the sillier way to say it, be like, oh, he has a type. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. But no, but they, they all true. look like him. They all look like him. Young yeah. versions of him. And um, he invites him to the game. and I want to say Tim Drake's a little pointier. Yeah, I think so. Do He's a little grittier, stuff. too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Tim Drake's like a martial artist. He's, yes. he's smarter. He's a little more capable. Yeah, he wears pants. Um, <laughs> right. So it's one of those things where... You know, you got that same conversation, right? That same conversation. And, and Bruce Wayne goes to explain, you know, he felt the same way about it. And then they bond over the fact that both of their parents were killed by a criminal. And, um, you know. Killed by a criminal and they both felt like they could have done something have done to something. stop it. And yeah. they just were totally powerless because exactly. they're a little boy. A little boy who couldn't have done anything. Right. Exactly. And then uh, Dick Grayson asks Bruce Wayne if, it, if the pain ever goes away. And Bruce pretty much tells him no, but it gets better over time. Actually, he tells him it'll get better for you. For you, yeah. Which is like doubly painful because yeah. it's almost like I'll make it so it's better for you, yeah. and then also kind of implied it's not going to get better for me. No, no. It's a lot no. of problems here. Yeah, but it is nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um. So the two embrace, and they have that sweet, sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to modern day Robin. Robin is calling the Batmobile. Zuko's mine. Zuko's mine, man. Sorry, Robin, but on this team, I call the shots. Oh boy. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> You're making another problem for yourself. So Robin throws the communicator, breaking it, probably costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Who knows? It's the fifties. He then hops on the Robin cycle, which another I, toy. Another toy. Uh, puts his helmet on and he drives off, leaving Alfred alone and quite concerned that both of his children, his essentially Alfred's son and grandson, are fighting and might get themselves into a lot of trouble. Yes. And then we cut to a to be continued. Right. So we now Which know this will be a part we, two. I think even as a younger person, I was like looking at it being like, oh, this has to be a two-parter. Yeah, definitely. It's We get the beginning and now we get to chase down Zuko. Right. Um, closing thoughts? Uh, incredible. Yes. Uh, this this episode um, has a lot in it. Yeah. Um, like, I would say there's like an above average number of scenes, and yeah. it's largely due to like the intricacies of the flashbacks, yeah. which are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and complex. Um, I, lo- I love the episode. It's good. Good I think episode. it's terrific. I truly love and pity and delight in the younger Robin. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing the lightly younger versions of all these characters because they've done so much good world building and so yeah. much good character development that when they hit rewind a little bit on everybody, you kind of thrill in getting to learn more and see them just a little differently. Almost, the younger Gordon, yeah. the younger Bruce, yeah. even the younger Alfred to some extent, and I, of course the young Robin. I almost wish that... We, even Stromwell. Of course. I almost wish we got to see that show. I agree. And this you is know? where, why Batman Forever failed. Yes. And why Batman and yes. Robin failed. Yes. Because no one wants to do Big Gritty Batman and Little Kid Robin, but that is the dynamic that works. Yeah. It is not older Batman and college Robin that no. works, which is what they tried to give us with Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. And what they generally try to give us always is like, okay, but Robin's older now. I'm like, that story's not as interesting. No. The weirder story is like, there's this full grown adult man of vigilante who's training like this boy. Yeah. And it's a weird swerve. Yeah. And I like it. And he's I an acrobat. It's cool. he's, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's different. It is different. It is different. You know? And yeah. I think you, you pepper it. It wouldn't yeah. be every issue or every no, episode, no. but like occasionally he uses the kid. Yeah, and the kid helps out, and you know right. the kid is fun, right? And he and he's he's fighting as well. It's cool. It's cool. But we don't see that um, ranking in the series. I'm definitely throwing it in my top twenty-five. Yeah, I, it might be in my top ten. It could make the top ten, dude. It's real good. It's I don't know good. that I personally like it better than the Two Face episodes, which yeah. I think I have at like eleven, twelve right now, or yeah. maybe nine, ten. Yeah. Uh but I think it's better than those episodes. It, it might just be. is. It's just better made. It's better quality. Yeah. I'm going to throw this in at number nine. I, I think it's replacing something else, but that's okay. I think it's, that's fine. It's really fucking good. It's really good. I would only not put it higher because I'm saving too many spots for some other episodes I know yeah. we have coming up. But yeah. um, it's really good. It's terrific. And 
it is some of the best artistry of the series between the writing, the direction, spectrum, Everything. the whole deal. Everything. This would have been a great, a great animated movie. A great animated movie. Honestly, I love On Leather Wings. You could have opened the series with this episode. Yeah. It's that strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So there we have it. Uh, possibly a top 10 breaking episode for us here on the Batman Tastic Cast, which is always good to, to you know, make note of that because, yes. uh, you know, sometimes we don't always get top 10 episodes. So <laughs> Boy, we, we don't. We don't. But there's a lot of great episodes of the show. So this one... Many still left in the, in the canon. Of course. Yeah. Of course. A lot, a lot of good ones. But thank you for joining us um on this episode on uh, next week's episode obviously we'll be, be we'll be covering robin's reckoning part two wouldn't it be wild if we didn't i know that'd be hilarious <laughs> like it was something else yeah exactly they used to do that yeah no they did they did that was like when cat well, the claw, didn't, claw didn't run yeah first and eighth yeah it's stupid it's like oh i, I gotta remember who Red uh, claw is oh boy Ugh. yes but no next week i will take us through robin's reckoning part two the worst episode in this two-parter but it's still good yeah, it's the worst of two, but it's still like better than most episodes in the series. Yeah, it's, it's really very good. A really good. Real this this now that we're here, this might be the best two parter back to back. Yes. The only thing I'll say about part two before we actually get to it is that there's not a lot of story left to tell in part two, so it feels a little drawn out, but it's still a good episode. Mm-hmm. Still a very, very good episode. But once again, thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast for Jordan Hugh. I'm Mike Staub. Thank you and see you next time. Same bat time, same that channel. Wella, wella, wella. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tastic Cast. If you want to support the show, please feel free to find us on social media at Batman Tasticast, or you can leave a review or subscribe or give us one of those five star reviews in the podcatcher of your choosing because that just, well, helps everyone find this show and more people like Batman and watch more Batman, and we should all just watch more Batman. So we'll see you next time for Robin's Reckoning Part 2. Thanks again.